Welcome to the Sharing Kindness podcast with Kyle and Tess here again. This is where we explore the power of kindness and compassion and how we can take that to create a positive change in the world. I am here today with Kyle. Hello. How's everyone doing? I hope you're all well. Today's episode, we are very excited to dive into the topic of positive thinking. I know we've spoken briefly about it before, but today we are really going to hone in on its powerful impact on children's well-being and we'll be exploring the benefits of having a positive mindset, including improved mental health, better relationships and increased resilience. We'll be sharing a lot of tips like we always do, very actionable tips on how you can help children cultivate a much more optimistic outlook. And today we're going to talk about some strategies on how we can reframe negative talk and negative thoughts and focusing on the good things in life instead. So whether you're a parent, a caregiver, or simply someone who just wants to help children thrive, we hope you will join us as we explore the power of thinking. So let's get started, shall we? Holy smokes, there's so much to cover today. We've got a lot in today's show, but... Yeah, I am very excited. I love that we get to talk about positive thinking and the power of that. We've talked a lot about Viktor Frankl and A Man's Search for Meaning. It's really important to recognize that if you are having negative thoughts or negative self-talk, that isn't necessarily the way it needs to be. You are the master of your own world, right? So if you can recognize that these thoughts are happening, it's the first step into changing that and putting in the habits that will help you overcome negative self-talk and be a lot more positive. So yeah, excited to chat today, Tess. Yes, me too. Before we dive in, I always think it's really important to define what we're about to talk about, defining positive thinking. And positive thinking is the practice of focusing on the good in situation and expecting positive outcomes from situations. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, doesn't it? Because you could go into a situation in two very different ways. You could go in and thinking that, oh my God, this is going to go terrible, or you could go in and expect positive outcomes. So that is pretty much core definition of positive thinking. And it involves becoming aware of our own self-talk and trying to weed those weeds and be becoming aware of how many are negative, how many are positive, and trying to then reframe the negatives into positives. Nice. Yeah, I think positive thinking is exactly like not, you're never going to have negative thoughts, but that it's a cultivation process. You're going through that. I know I'm going to have weeds that I need to pull. I know that I'm not always going to feel 100% awesome all the time. So you need to put in the work and the habits to help yourself in being grateful for things and I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that and how you can foster that. So positive thinking makes sense to me. 100% is just focusing on that present moment and what can be done to improve it. And like you said before, like becoming and being the masters of our own lives. And that is mm. so important to set our children up for that so that they can be the masters of their own lives. Amazing. And what a great gift to give to your kids. If you can help children in actually being confident and feeling good and being able to think really positively, that is such an amazing seed to plant at a young age. (laughs) 
the gift that keeps giving, hey? <laughs> yeah, true. And there's so many self-help authors that talk about this as well. We both love Brene Brown. She's amazing. Envy, you know, Victor... envy. I'm like, adore. adore. She'd probably be one of those people that, you know, when they say, if you could have dinner with a group of people, who would be it? Definitely Brene Brown would be top of my list for sure. 100%, like 100%. And <laughs> perhaps Tony Robbins, who I could just walk on some fire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He scares me a little bit. I've got to be honest. He does scare me. He's so intense. He, I know. But it's just one of those things that they you just got to live it once and just feel it once. And just, I've got a friend who used to lay down and do exercise on a little mat that had little nails on it. I've got one of those. They're actually, I've got like, yeah, look at this. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. my God. I was <laughs> that was <laughs> not product placement. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, why would people do that to themselves? And it's the same thing as Tony Robbins walking up by us. Like, why? We're just but crazy people, apparently. This, this is it. And it's all about getting yourself out of your comfort zone. And this is where positive thinking comes in. And 100% Brene Browns. She's a researcher. She's a social worker. She's a teacher. PhDs. I mean, she's got the lots. And according to all of her research that she has done for, I think, more than 20 years, the benefits of positive thinking are humongous. Like yeah. you increase resilience, like the ability to bounce back from difficult and like challenging situations, even better physical health. Like positive mm. thinking is even linked to like lower levels of stress, anxiety. And through that, obviously your physical health improves. So yeah, yeah. They say that stress causes disease. It's that when people get cancer, that you're supposed to be trying to cut out all of the stress in your life, try to laugh more, spend time with loved ones. Like that's part of it, isn't it? Placebo effect. That's pretty well documented to help people heal and overcome illness. Yeah. And that's, man, I'm a cancer, like I'm an oncology nurse and I see it firsthand and, and where we're at, we're one of the biggest trial centers wow. Australia wide where we, and I mean, they, they, they're all 50-50 placebo versus, versus, and we don't know which ones wow. receive what but they all seem to somewhat, not all, but seem to bounce back to some degree. But I have seen firsthand in my cancer treatments of chemotherapy, what positive thinking does, because there's one particular patient and she is the utmost, most positive person, human being I have ever met in my entire wow. life. And honestly, she almost, after going through 12 weeks of chemotherapy, she looked better than what she did when she walked in because what? she wired everything. She cut out sugar. She cut no out way. all these things and she just immersed herself in positive thinking. Oh, and good I for her. And I always think about like, she, yeah, I think about her all the time and we hone in on this and I was like, there's that one patient of mine that like she nailed it and it was all because of her mind. That's amazing. And you think about people like that, they leave an imprint on you. Like they do actually make an impact. And I think that leads into the fact that positive thinking can also have such a massive impact on your relationships. Because if you think about the people that, that attract you, that draw you in, they generally are really positive, uplifting people that you're just like, man, I just felt su such warmth and energy from them. And when you think about whenever you have a strain on relationships, if you have people who are always complaining, always so negative, just feeling like everything's falling apart. Ah, oh, like you feel repelled in a way. You can't, it feels like you're being drained. And that's just a, 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 like almost an emotional or energetic type of sensation you get. Yeah. So positive yeah. thinking really does make an impact, doesn't it? On your yeah. relationships as well. 
no doubts, like no doubts. And this has even shown like creativity, productivity, and ideas and brand new concepts. They all come from this whole increased state of happiness and this whole increased state of positive thinking because you just get so much more motivated and yeah, increased happiness, increased empathy even. It increases your ways for caring for other people. Yeah. I guess it's like going back to the state of anxiety and stress creates a what a fight or flight response in your brain. It's triggering a whole bunch of cortisol being released and it does impact your openness, your creativity, coming up with new ideas, trying new things. It really impacts not just your mind, but your whole physiological, which is to me, like your mind, body, soul connection. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's really a lot of benefits there, Tess. <laughs> there are, there are. And even just recapping, increased resilience, better physical health, improved relationships, greater creativity and productivity, increased happiness and increased empathy and abilities to share kindness with others. So even like having all those benefits, it creates a ripple effect. And that's, yeah, yeah that's probably more powerful than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I guess if you have a positive mindset, you're leading by example to the people around you in your life. They look at you and they go, what's your secret? You seem so positive all the time. I want some of that. And then hopefully you're rubbing off in a good way on the people in your life by being more present, being more loving, being more empathetic. And you could see that kind of go out, right? It's two degrees of separation. Hopefully they'll be more kind to the people in their lives, so on and so on. Yeah, definitely can see that ripple effect being pretty strong as well from just you being more conscious about how you're thinking. 100%. It's like the great domino effect. It's really cool. I got a question for you, Tess. So how did you get inspired to focus on positive thinking in the first place? This is obviously a topic that you've been interested in for a while. Good question, Kyle. I've always been very optimistic. But I've never really had that positive default position when it comes to difficult and challenging situations. And I suppose it comes back to this whole, we've spoken about it before, this whole perfectionism and wanting to do everything perfectly. But the negative self-talk that I've always had in my head has always been very shaming. And Brene Brown talks a lot about shame and how oh, yeah. it's yeah, terrible and how there's a big difference between shame and guilt. But I suppose becoming a mum is probably the more tangible situation that really brought upon why I focus so much on it. And it's, I lost myself completely to motherhood when I had both my kids, not after my first one, but when I had my second one, that's when everything just started crumbling. And I didn't really, I lost my identity. I didn't really know who I was anymore. I was in crumbling yeah. on the inside, not knowing who I was, I'm not good at anything. I'm not even good at being a mom. I'm not good at wow. my job or work or, and I think this is when I really had a big realization that every single self-worth that I had was attached to an achievement, was attached yeah, to an wow. of doing something right. And I was like, oh my God, this is, and then the thought was like, but I've always been really optimistic and happy. And I was like, yeah, oh, there must be a difference. And this is when I knew that I needed to do every single thing in my power not to pass down every single self-limited belief that I have about myself and not pass that down to my children because, yeah, yeah. Like, have that default position of positivity rather than shaming and negative. Yeah, yeah. So for you, it was the experience of becoming a mother that made you realize that your default like optimism or that exterior kind of 
face that you put on didn't necessarily stem from like thinking positively. It was more, you had to dig deep and realize that you needed to change the way you were thinking in order to really stop those self-limiting thoughts, that those negative thoughts, things that those feelings of shame, because you didn't want to pass it on to your daughters, which is a pretty selfless. I think that's a very admirable reason to, to try to focus on yourself and that. And this is it. And it's almost like having to reparent myself to some degree, perhaps like I found myself trying to navigate the world of this whole positive thinking and realizing that it's not just them that, that I need to focus on. It is also myself and through changing myself and through weeding my own negative thoughts and beliefs and all the things that I've created a a belief system with that together we can work on that. And I think since I've done that, it's just created such a a more level plane fellow. It's like, I, it doesn't have to be perfect. And now I can even say this. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I really tried my best not to yell at you there, but I, it didn't go as the way I'd planned. And I'm sorry. And then it's, I'll try better for next time. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you're a very positive person. And I think that it's interesting to hear that your experience with motherhood made you realize that maybe there was more work to be done on yourself. I think a lot of people go through their life being like, I'm awesome. And there's other people who are like completely the opposite. They're like, they're amazing people, but they're beating themselves up inside. But I think it really does come down to you want to give your kids the best tools you can to have them live a really fulfilling and happy life. And so positive thinking is one of those things that both of us have come to in our own journeys, dealing with our own trauma or our own insecurities, let's say. And I found it through Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning and a lot of the psychology behind this. And I think that it's important to teach us to kids, teaching them that the negative thoughts that you have that are normal, but they're not truth. They're not necessarily real. You're thinking these and those are formed out of habit. Those are formed out of allowing those to continue to grow and like a weed and you need to actually tend the garden, so to speak. So that's, yeah. (laughs) This is good because, but this comes back to the whole part of children between one and seven are like what they receive in terms of actions, words, everything. It's unfiltered. And this is why it's so important to do it as early as you can on the other side of their fence is it's never too late. And I think that's what I also want every single listener out there, even if you have older children and even putting myself into to that scenario is I've changed myself. So it is possible. It yeah. just requires a little bit more persistence to reframe those thoughts when you're older versus yeah. younger children. And I think this is where, let's be honest, like we're competing against a world that's sending our children messages of God knows what, but that they're not good enough, that they don't measure up or. Yeah. And I think we can't stop the world from sending those messages to our kids, but what we can help our children to do is to create a positive story about themselves and a positive mind frame from as early as they can, because that's going to set them up to bounce back from challenges is going to help them just develop confidence and resilience in a whole different way than what at least I was taught. I couldn't agree more. I think if we had healthier scripts, 
that we were given as children to deal with those messages that we're going to be exposed to through our lives. It's just going to mean that we're more resilient, isn't it? It means that we're going to be able to deal with that better. So do you think that's why it's so important to teach this to kids? One hundred percent. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. One hundred percent. And it's like our children need to be their own best friends and Mm. they need to, I've had to rewire my brain, but imagine their brains being able to just be wired positively and being wired with gratitude and positivity and creativity and all the rest of it. And this is the whole point is like our children are going to get hurt by someone. They are going to fail at something. And this is what brings resilience. And, Mm. but throughout those scenarios, if our children could just be their own best friend and talk to themselves kindly, Instead of shaming, instead of beating themselves up, my mission is complete, honestly, because that is when they're going to be able to grow up and live a fulfilled life and do things from a purpose-driven way, how Victor Franklin talks all along. Like you, you have to have a purpose with life. And if you can see that and flow from that, yeah, happiness is is 100% there. But I suppose True. I suppose just on the happiness point is like living a happy and fulfilled life doesn't mean that you're going to be happy and laughing all the time either. That's a big difference. (laughs) We've got got to be okay with all of our parts. But of course, it's, I think it all comes down to the whole default position of positivity that we're not going to beat ourselves up when we need our best friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's being kind to yourself. Realizing that you're not perfect, that you are learning through this journey of life and to look for the lessons in the times where we feel like we've been hard done by or things haven't gone our way and not beat ourselves up as if we're a failure and we're at fault. Take accountability for where you've gone wrong, but learn from that and be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself and move forward with grace and humility. I think that's really the the whole summary of like positive thinking. 100%. And it's about just bringing awareness to their own self-talk. And through the awareness, you can then move on to looking for different ways of cultivating the positive and reframing the negative for the positive. Yeah, it's it's mind-blowing. And I know we've spoken about it before, even schools and teachers, they do their absolute best in their very challenging world that they work in. Got to give credit to teachers. It is not an easy job. (laughs) No, it really isn't. But it's just a shame. Like why isn't positive mindset being being taught more to kids at school? Because there's, and I suppose this is why you and I have come together at the same token, Kyle, because there's (laughs) a huge gap in the market. And that is essentially the void that we're trying to fill through so many exciting projects that we've got happening (laughs) going on in the background. Stay tuned just to recap on some simple and powerful ways that you can cultivate this positive mindset in kids are my favorite and I'm sure your favorite too, but it's encourage gratitude. Help your kids practice gratitude is number one. And you can practice gratitude. Yeah. If you can count your blessings on everything that you're thankful for every day, take two to five minutes a day, journal about some things that you're thankful for, encourage your kids to think about what was their favorite part of their day, either whether that's just as a question or whether it's like journaling about their favorite part of the day. 
even just having a little stone or a rock that you found in the garden that could be your special little gratitude rock and hold the little rock every time you go to bed and just say thank you for something that just happened that day. It's, it's not a tedious practice to practice gratitude. It's a very simple and in my personal view, the most powerful. Yeah, I would agree. I think gratitude, we've talked a lot about the 21 day gratitude challenge and how Sean Ankor, the Harvard psychologist talks about 21 days of gratitude can absolutely transform your brain chemistry. It can rewire pathways in your brain to be more positive. So it's, I think the number one way to foster a positive mindset as well. It's hands down the best thing that I've found. Amen. Amen, Matt. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> yes. And number two. So we're talking about five powerful ways to cultivate a positive mindset. And number two is promote mindfulness. And what does mindfulness mindfulness mean? To me, that's where positive affirmations come in, having deep breathing and meditation. So from my point of view, in my house, we have we practice positive affirmations every day. One of my little products as well. And that was my first yeah, every product I that I developed. But do we read that before we go to bed? Often my kids also listen to just some sleep meditation. Nice. I was going to ask how you do it with your daughters. So this is great because it's, it's one thing to say you should practice mindfulness, but then here's how I do it. That's a really important way. I love hearing this. And it is because I feel like I've tried to do positive affirmations and I've tried to do mindfulness in the mornings. It doesn't work for our household. I'm sure it might yeah, work for, for others. Yeah, definitely the evenings are more our, our way of doing it. One other way with mindfulness that I try to, and this works really well when they are perhaps in that negative kind of spiral and something has happened, is to take space. And I know I've talked about this before in previous episodes, but take a breath. And what I just tell my kids exactly like this, I said, take a deep breath in, and I normally say, take a deep breath in through your nose and then you just feel that breath go straight down into your tummy and put your hands on your tummy and feel your tummy come out. And then we just do that maybe two or three times and it's just bringing that little tiny space. Like it doesn't have to be 10 breaths. <laughs> and, no. and even if it's just one breath, it's just mm. taking that little space just brings that awareness. And it, instead of becoming so reactive, you just become a little bit more, okay, hang on a minute. Let me think about my response or let me think about this. So yeah, that's Super my, powerful. yeah, my ways of mindfulness. I love yeah. these threats. This is really good. So breath work, positive affirmations, meditation. Is there any other techniques that you recommend for like mindfulness? Yoga. Oh, nice. I haven't been back to yoga for a while. I've got to go. That was <laughs> freaking um, intention that I set for 2023. But once again, my kids love it. Oh, nice. So you do it together? Yes, we have been. And That's then I have really another cool. product that I'm thinking about, but let's not say to Are you going to become a yoga instructor? <laughs> no, I definitely not. I think I'll. You've got too many things on your plate already. Exactly. No, but I've got another game idea. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. I like this. Yeah, I like this. Okay. Games but, are fun. Exactly. Number three on the five ways to cultivate positive mindset is model it. Show the way, lead the way. Instead of teaching, instead of preaching, instead of ideology, I don't know what that word is, ideologize yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Swedish in me. But yeah, show the way. Do you have a favorite affirmation that you could say about yourself? And sometimes 
it felt weird to begin with or a little bit awkward because you're not used to saying kind things about yourself, but that's pretty much, yeah, show the way, share stories about struggles, share stories yep. about when, you know, you did something that felt really scary at first and then you did it anyway and how good it felt. So yeah, model it so that your kids will feel more natural to, to follow. Yeah. Up. I remember as a kid, always like the people in my life that I looked up to had an aunt that I always was like, wow, she's always so positive and so I just love the way that she thinks and I'd always look up to her for that I remember whenever there was aunts or uncles that would be like do what I say not what I do I'd always be like I hate that you're such a hypocrite (laughs) and this is it and who do you know and that doesn't become what you love and then you do it from a different base anyway so it definitely model it and show the way and even if it, and it doesn't, there's no such thing as perfect. So it doesn't have to be in any certain way or the way someone told you to do it. Honestly, just give it a go because yeah. it always it just starts with practice. And it's just mindset is like any other muscle. It's like going to the gym. It's going to feel freaking awkward at first. But once yeah. you have started making it part of your daily practice, it just feels really good. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, if you're able to be kind to yourself and if you do come across times where you snap or you're not your best self, let's put it that way, the way that you handle that situation, I think is a great way to model as well for your kids or just for anyone. You're going, look, I made a mistake, but you're owning it. Here's what I learned from this. And if you can do that, like what a great lesson to teach your kids. That's probably more powerful than anything. And Brene yeah. talks a lot about that too, owning up to you. I probably mistake. got that from her, yeah. <laughs> yes, do you not apologize. <laughs> I was like, my husband should get a little bit better at that. (laughs) (laughs) She's so funny. I love that. Yeah, that's so good. But yeah, number four though is encourage your kids to be themselves and express themselves. And they can express themselves through so many ways. And I know my expressive way of expressing myself is through dance. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, it definitely is. And I'm like, I've got to, I've got to let more of that out but I've got two daughters one who's six and one who's eight and their way of expressing themselves is very different and one's definitely more through art and one's definitely through dance there's so many ways but I suppose this is where it's really important to encourage our kids to express even dance about a feeling draw about a feeling write about a feeling because there's so many ways of self expressions but that's what just builds up that kind of self-awareness and that's really what we want to get to is the self-awareness aspect because that's the key like the key part of positive thinking awesome yeah i think as well like when you have these creative expressions it's a great way to not switch off but move on from the negative thoughts or, or feelings or emotions that you might be Having you, you can shift your energy really fast. Like for me, it's always been music. I've always played instruments and I love music. It's one of those things that if I'm in a bad mood, I'll just play guitar or do something. But it just suddenly just switches my brain off. I'm very present and it just makes me feel good. And I think it's probably the same for you for dancing. And it might be the same for painting or drawing. You just get lost in the moment. You unlock that state of flow. And I think that's like a very positive mindset. 100%. And singing even. And even if it's encouraging your kids to do that about a negative situation, but it doesn't just have to be about negative situations either, but yeah, the encouragement of continuing to do that. So yeah, it's very powerful. The last but not least, and I suppose this is one that I have struggled with a little bit, (laughs) 
or a lot, may I say. And one really powerful way of cultivating positive mindset is helping your kids problem solve and really just trying to help them increase their problem solving skills. And I think where I do find myself at times is that I, a problem occur and I'm there straight away and I'm trying to give them the solutions on how to fix the problem. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure you can resonate, but it's a hard skill from a parent to really just allow them to figure out through their own mistakes. As a parent myself, I'm so quick to just go, these are all my mistakes. Don't do them. Just do it. The right way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, and I've and researched and read up a lot about this because it's like one of my like core things that I'm trying to work on is that puzzles are really good for problem solving skills, like building nice. or even constructive or putting things together and even like interactive science kits and is about how one thing goes from one thing to another and why did it do that and how did it do that and following, st- yeah. It's, it's pretty powerful and it's just because when you give them that opportunity to explore and experiment in a safe environment where they can ask questions and make a mess, yep. <laughs> that's that struggle with <laughs> Just wipe up the table while you do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that must be tough. I know, but yeah, but letting kids find the solutions themselves is honestly going to make them very resilient and that is the key component of positive mindsets yeah this is awesome Tess. so just so that everyone can recap on those do you mind if we go through them one more time because you've given a lot of really helpful tips yeah 100 percent. so just to recap five ways to cultivate a positive mindset in kids are encourage gratitude promote mindfulness via affirmations deep breathing meditation yoga all the things that comes with it and model it, show the way, lead the way, show your kids how to deal with stressful situations, encourage the kids to express themselves through art, music, dance, in whatever way that they feel inclined to and to help them develop problem solving skills. Amazing. And, and if we can do that, honestly, our kids are going to be the masters of their own own lives and just creates yeah an everlasting ripple effect of resilience and kindness that's so cool that's so cool i think it's just important to give yourself permission to try this out for yourself and try to model it for your kids as well it doesn't have to be a disciplined art it's really just trying to recognize the positive aspects in your life by practicing gratitude or doing something that you love creatively or practicing mindfulness so All these things are really important to practice in your life. Show it to your kids. Try to help them fostering a positive way of thinking. And, you know, that's really the best you can do. Yeah, 100%. And we can only do our best. That is a phrase that I use continuously with my children is, have you tried? Did you try your best? Yeah, I really tried my best. That is all that matters. You showed up. You did your best. And that is honestly the only thing that matters. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, Tess, for running us through this. The power of positive thinking. It's been a really fun episode. So is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with from today? The only thing that I would encourage you all to do is to remember that one small random act of kindness can change the direction of one person's life. 
And if we can all just remember that kindness starts within and if we can choose to be kind to ourselves, we build such a strong foundation for sharing that kindness with the world. So I encourage all the listeners to just make an effort to be more kind and spread positivity and ask for help if you need it. And remember also that it's okay to not always be okay. Those are great words. I think we can wrap it up there. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Tess, for all the wise words today. We're really excited to continue doing these episodes because I feel like it can be really impactful. If one person listens to this and finds it helpful, then that's all that matters really at the end of the day. Stay tuned for more content. We've got plenty happening this year and sharing kindness. Very excited about the game coming out, which we did another episode talking about the sharing kindness game and how that's all going. I believe that was already released in January. So really exciting. I think 2023 is going to be a big year. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Bye.